everyone, my name is Anisha Valli. I'm a 19-year-old kid, second-year dental student, TEDx organizer, and editor-in-chief of GSL Times Student Magazine. I'm sitting down with Gen Zs, millennials, and top LinkedIn content creators to talk about their process, lessons learned, and how to make an impact. Trust me, I'm a very curious kid. I'll be asking many questions to know about their journey. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive into today's episode. Hey Rafa, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast Unconventional and I'm so excited to know about your story. So what's your story? I'm pretty happy to be here. What's your story and how did you get to where you are today? Well, I like to tell my history uh, using the guideline from education. So I guess that when I share uh, each school, each moment of my educational life, I can show too uh, how it was the moment of my history that I was living that moment. So, well, I grew up in a pretty poor neighborhood in uh, São Paulo State in Brazil, and I always, always studied in public high schools and public uh, elementary schools around my neighborhood. So we, I don't know if you know it in your country, but public education in Brazil is a, a complicated topic. So I was living that reality. I was a normal student. I never was pretty intelligent or anything like that. I was just a person that exists in that moment. But when I started to my high school studies, everything changed. I usually say that I start living when I start the high school too, because I discovered myself, I discovered who I am, what I want to do, and and this kind of thing. So I was in the high school, and everything changed when I started in a debating group. I was pretty shy. I I would, I would never talking with you now <laughs> without being nervous because I was a pretty shy girl. And when I get to debate club, I was like 15, everything changed because I discovered I had a talent. I could speak well in public. I couldn't get, uh, maybe people impacted by my, my what I say, what I, I speak with them. So I start to be a new people. I start to be more important and I start to know who I really am. And in this moment, everything starts to change. And I guess this point of my education changes everything and make who I am now. So what problems did you face when you started this project? Uh, well, when I started Rescue and Violent Women, uh, I faced a lot of problems. Uh, the first one is the sponsorship. That's a pretty hard thing in Brazil. and. In the, I didn't have any money, I didn't have any financial conditions to start a project. I was 16 and uh, what I, I done to solve this question is that I sold my old books uh, to some friends in school. And this way I had enough money to start a project. Today we, are, uh, we had a sponsorship, we, are, we have a partner partnership with Vital Voices, that is a United States organization that promotes empowerment uh, with people around the world, with women around the world. 
so that's the first point that was pretty hard for me in the beginning and another point is the political barriers because when I started my project we were we was in a Temer period uh, moment in Brazil uh, we had lived an uh, impeachment of our first female president so was a hard moment to be different, to talk about gender, to talk about being feminist. And we had some problems in the beginning, but now we already have its problems in a pretty hard way because I, I think you know about that too. Our president, Jair Bolsonaro, uh, he don't want this kind of topic being talked in schools or or being showed in, in another space uh, as educational thing. So these two points are, are problems, are challenges, but we already solve it and are solving uh, each day. Okay. So what inspired you to start the Rescuing and Valuing Women? Well, when I was 16 years old, I was in high school and I was in history class studying the French Revolution and I, I sh my teacher told me, well, Rafael, you need to, to do a lecture about Marie Antoinette Queen. And well, I, I made a lot of researches, I read a lot of things on the internet, I, I, I think I had some books with, him, with her. And in some moment, I just didn't find enough information about uh, Marie Antoinette. So I said to myself, okay, I will try to find it in my school books books that school government give to students maybe I will find something there but when I opened my book I didn't find anything about Marie Antoinette and I was pretty scared about that I just found information about King Louis and I was shocked because when I study uh, before I understood that Marie Antoinette was pretty much uh, impactant in that moment than King Louis. So why uh, Marie Antoinette wasn't in my book and King Louis was, <laughs> didn't, didn't make sense. And well, I started to try to understand if it was a problem just in history or if it was a problem in all the parts of school content. And I finally uh, had an uh, answer about that. It's a problem in all the, and all the contents of the school. We, we didn't study women in that moment, and still today we don't study women. So I found a research called Gender Stereotypes about intellectual disability emerge early and influence children's interest. was the research that was published in, in Science Magazine in 2017 and was wrote by Lynn Byron, uh, Sarah Jane Leslie and Andrew Simpian. And they show in this research how when we don't show girls, for example, women in math, they will not be interested in following this career because they, uh, they didn't see women working on. So they can think, well, isn't that thing for girls? And I understand everything. We didn't have women in policies, in politics, uh, we didn't have women in STEM areas, in leadership, because we create girls in school, show just the example. And I had my, I, I called my Eureka moment, <laughs> when I just have an insight about this, and uh, that's the history 
how I had the idea to rescue and value the women. That's actually very courageous of you to start something so amazing thing. It's a very important <laughs> to showcase women in STEM, in politics, in schools, in universities, and etc. So, what's your favorite thing about your current job? Wow, I guess that when we impact the behavior of people around us, it's, it's amazing because we talk with students, we talk with teachers, we talk with parents, and we talk with people that are using the internet too. And all these kind of people are impacted by. So I, I, I had the uh, deployments from students that told me, well, when I saw your project, I, I made her think about to be a scientist, and now I want to be like, I don't know, Marie Curie, and this kind of thing. I already have teachers that told me, I never had a woman in my content uh, before, and now I'm trying to solve this question. So in my classes, I bring some female examples to my students, and everything's working well. I already have uh, parents that told me, oh my god, I want to create my little girls not using princess example, but using scientists, politicians example, and kind of thing. And in the internet too, uh, I, I already have this kind of thing. So everything's so amazing in this point and in fact people's behavior is the most amazing thing about everything that we have doing all this time. Okay. So what's the career highlight you're most proud of? Well, I already have some, some things pretty important in my career, but I think the most important for me is the first one that changed everything. When I started rescuing Valley the Women, I was just making this project in my city, that's in, in a rural space from my state in Brazil, and in a peripheric space too, so <laughs> didn't have too much recognition. But in the first year, I, I subscribed that, this project in an initiative by uh, educational system in national government in Brazil that's called Youth Parliament from Mercosur, that's an international initiative. And it was selected, I was selected too, I, I was 16 at this moment, and I became the representative of a Brazilian delegation. So it was like a diplomatic mission with 16. <laughs> and when I remember this, I, I, I feel myself pretty proud because it was my first big thing in career. I neither I never could imagine this kind of thing happen. So I guess the Youth Parliament of Mercosur was a highlight that make everything work working uh, very well than than was. So what would your 10-year-old self react to what you're doing right now? Uh, well, <laughs> that, that's a fun question. I really love this question. I just would like to find it. Uh, I remember that when I was a, a little girl, I always see my grandpa talking about politics and economy and this kind of thing. It's a simple thing that I will, I will answer, but it's pretty meaningful for me. 
And I always think, oh my God, that's so cool, but it looks like so hard. Maybe I will, I will not be able to talk about politics or talk about economy like my grandpa. And it was inspiration for me. And today I'm working with international politics and national politics too. I'm pretty happy to be usually a point as a person, as a reference of young people in politics. And I just remember that when I was just a, a little girl, I never could imagine that happens. So I think she will be pretty proud and like, oh my God, now I can talk about politics as my grandpa. Okay. So what's your definition of success? Wow, that's a hard question. <laughs> But I guess that success can be... A mix of two things first of all happiness so I guess that if you are doing some work some job that make you feel happy is uh, you are walking in the success way but if you are happy doing what you are you doing and you can influence and impact people's life too man I guess that's the perfect definition of success be happy doing what you are doing but it still influences people, it still makes behaviors change, it's still impacting lives. So I guess that's the perfect definition of success for me. So what advice would you give to young generation who would want to start or create something unconventional, just like what you're doing right now? Well, I guess two points are pretty important in this moment. Uh, the first one is believing yourself because some people sometimes I think everyone of of us that all, all of us that doing this kind of project some in some moment just wonder oh my god that maybe uh, it will not work or oh my god maybe I will not be able to do that so I guess the first point is believing yourself you can do something you can change some situation you can pack the world you are able to do that you are intelligent you can do what you want in your area because if you are happy and if you can cause influence so be success backing down another another question you can do that so believing yourself is the first advice that I, I, I would like to give And the second one is don't be afraid because if you are afraid that something don't work or if you are afraid about people's opinion, if you are afraid about, uh, I don't know, you don't be recognized, recognition about that, maybe we do not work because of, of you, you are feeling afraid. So I think when you believe in yourself and when you aren't afraid about do what you want, everything can work and you can start uh, something unconventional. So who do you admire most in the world? Well, I think that Marie Curie is a, is a person that I'm, I'm really admire mm -hmm. um, because she broke a lot of, a lot of things to do what uh, she would like to do in the moment that she was living in France. And wow, today we had a lot of things because she wasn't afraid. Back in the another question again, <laughs> she believed in herself. She wasn't afraid, even with the sexist barrier. 
she just done what should be done that moment. So for this, when I look for Marie Curie, I just wonder, oh my God, I would like to be as her. If you could go back to any time in history, where would you go? I would like to back in 1933 in Brazil because we had the first female vote uh, from National Constitutional Assembly. So I would like to back in this moment and see the first Brazilian woman voting. I think it could be a pretty, pretty amazing experience. So, uh, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? I guess that maybe Angela Davies, because she's pretty amazing and, <laughs> well... Would you like to be famous in what way? Well, uh, in my area, I guess that when we are talking about social activism, you don't want to be famous, you need to be famous because if you're not, maybe your message will not be uh, impacting enough people. So I, I don't would like it, it was necessary, but it's necessary in my area. So I would like to be influent in, in my activism area and I have reference too, not necessarily famous, but maybe influence or a reference because in, in the social activism you need to do that. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I guess that I would like to have more self-control about my feelings because when I'm hungry I express it too much. When I'm pretty happy I express it too much. When I'm sad I express it too much. So I would like to uh, could control it better. Okay. So how do you feel your performance? Well, I feel I, I I guess that are a pretty important thing that uh, I'm doing because of my work. That's justice, not just for women that are not recognized. Uh, science the. The humanity exists because we're working with women that are, uh, are lived a lot of years ago and the women that already are living. So I think that justice for these women, but justice for women that are students now and are having an opportunity to try a new thing, try a new kind of behavior trying new opportunities. So I guess that justice is a pretty important topic in this way for me. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Um, wow, it was a pretty good question too. <laughs> And if I had the opportunity, I will save on really a religious bracelet that I have. My philosophy teacher gave it to me when I was 16, and I will was my first airplane travel when I, I was in your tournament from Mercosur. In that moment, I neither had taken a bus alone, so 
So I was pretty afraid to take an, an, a flight alone. And he gave to me a bracelet, a religious bracelet, and, and he said, that's to protect you. And since then, I always use this bracelet in even situation, in even moment, and I think it's the most important object that I, I have. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Opportunities, people that gave me opportunities, I am so so grateful about them because without opportunities, I guess I will neither be here talking with you in this moment. So opportunities. So where do you see yourself in the next ten years? I'm studying international relations, so I want to be working in this area. I want to be working in a public organization as United Nations, focused in women's sector or in another one because I love the job they are currently doing. So I'm studying international relations. I think that's my my big goal. But I would like to work in um, with another organizations too, as Vital Voices Global Partnership or even Amnesty International. So in ten years, I hope to be acting in international relations area and advocating from women's rights internationally. So where do, you, where do the next three to six months hold for you and rescuing and valuing women? Well, we had a lot of plans from the next six months. The first one is that we want to be present in each region of Brazil. Uh, today we are in the south, in the southeast and the north of our country. Uh, with uh, girls representing us, doing our job in this place, but we pretend being Northwest and Midwest too in the next six months. Another thing, being pretty ambitious, but <laughs> we need that to have an international representative too. So a person that don't live in Brazil, uh, being an ambassador of our project in another place, in another country. And our plan is impacting uh, even five schools. So we want to impact about uh, 200 students in this moment, in the following six months. I think uh, we are being pretty ambitious, but it could happen. Okay. All the best to all your goals. I really hope that you can achieve each and every one of them because you're a really courageous woman, you're from Brazil and you're doing such a lot of impactful work, I believe. And I think you'll go for a long run in the future. Thank you so much for the opportunity and I hope everything works well.